1: The Drive with Bill Cameron and Dan Peck on ESPN 1067 and online at ESPNAU.com and on Fox Sports Central Alabama at 98.3 FM in Birmingham and Siliconga. To be a part of The Drive, call 334-321-1390, toll free at 888-382-7502 or email The Drive at ESPNAU.com everybody welcome
0: in it is the friday drive i am so glad it's friday i've only been on the air two days this week this is one of the longest weeks i've ever had so welcome in let's get let's get it going bill dan and drew
2: here in the wow business studio you can get the speed you need with super fast internet from our friends at wow go to wow for business or no uh, go to yeah go to WOWForBusiness.com. you can switch to wow Hour number one of the
0: drive. Now you, you'll have to pardon me a couple of times. I don't think I don't think I'm going to struggle saying anything. I had a crown. Oh, okay. Fell out a little while ago. So uh, I mean, it's been one of those. Can you power through? Do you want to? Do want to oh, no, take no, the day? No, there's no pain. Okay, all right. It's just a hole in the side. It's just a hole sure. in the side of my Still mouth. Still sounds unpleasant. And and uh, and of course, um, Fridays are the day where my dentist is doesn't work. So I tried one of the. I I, I looked online, and uh, there there there's some things that come fairly well recommended that say, "Hey, here's something that can be at least temporary." You know, mm-hmm. um, tried that and. Uh, about twenty minutes later on the way in, it, it just came out. Well, that's temporary.
2: That was very well, was temporary. Yeah. Like a little,
0: fifteen minutes. Yeah, a little cover. more temporary. A little yeah, more temporary you to, than you, you were expecting. To, if you want to put your want to put your crown back in and have it last fifteen minutes, just maybe, <laughs> maybe if you're taking a picture, I guess if it was in the front or something like that. But but whatever. You uh, were expecting it to be. I, I thought it at least last mm, me yeah, till I'm sure, Monday. Sure. Okay. Hope it didn't go to Monday because I've got another little trip to South Alabama coming up tomorrow. So, uh, but but uh, yeah. Uh, hey, uh, got 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 some good news on the home front. Husky Husky is up and okay, that's and ready to go. The, no. Of course, uh, so I probably shouldn't have cut the whole yard yesterday,
2: <laughs> but uh, but he he appreciates that I'm sure. No, he's and he's
0: going to be back in action, right? And yeah, Husky, shout, h- shout shout out to Hubert and
2: yeah, Husky's the 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 the, 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 robo, the Husky the robot lawnmower for a long time. Oh yeah, for long time listeners. Yeah. Uh all right. Did I did I say no? Hour
0: number one of the drive? That's right. Is brought to you by our friends at Kia of Auburn on South College and Kia of Auburn dot com. Kia of Auburn, where you're always number one. They also are the sponsor of our hotline. I I think it still works. 334 321 1390 Don't you busy all those calls, Drew? Drew, Drew is putting it on on like perma busy. We don't need that. I'm
3: making sure it worked.
0: Yeah, okay. He was making sure it worked. Three three four three two one thirteen ninety. 321 1390
2: That's the Kia of Auburn Hotline. You can also text the show three three four five six four eighteen forty 564 1840 on the drive. Text box presented by Southeastern Industrial Contractors. Uh, and
0: with that, we, we are off day one, round one of the NFL draft last night. The dogs, national champs, and a big, big day on uh, on day one, there in the first round, setting
2: records for most players from one side of the ball taken. What What do you make of the rise of uh, of Walker to to the to the number one pick? Wow. I mean, when it was, I mean, I the, knew he was really really good. I think it was a couple of a couple of months ago. Uh, M- MGM or one of the sports books put out a list of I think it was their third. They had odds on thirty players being the first overall pick in the draft, and he wasn't one of them. They had thirty players listed. Mm-hmm. He wasn't even. On the board, and he goes from that to uh, to 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 the number one overall pick. Do you think Jason Caldwell on Wednesday's show alluded to he thinks this might be an example of NFL teams ignoring everything that happened before January and just paying attention to the biggest games and the way he works out in uh, you know the combine and the pro day rather than taking a big picture look at. That's uh, at, interesting at at the player's overall production throughout his career.
0: I guess I guess that would give you their their potential in with on the biggest stage,
2: right? And and maybe it's also a vote of confidence in what kind of player he could become someday. Mm-hmm. Because I mean, it's fair to say that in, back in January, that was not your expected no, number no one kidding. overall pick in the NFL draft. Yeah, no kidding. Uh, but yeah,
0: Trayvon Walker. I mean, that's that's nobody. Nobody had had him
2: right there. No, I mean, um, D- Derek Stingley going, th- going third, third overall, I mean, that that's a...
0: There's another... There, there's a complete opposite. That is what you did early on and figuring that, well, LSU's really struggled the last couple of years. Let's just don't pay any
2: attention. The group think was that Derek Stingley's draft stock had taken a hit throughout the yeah. 2021 season and even the workouts after the season, but here we are... Seeing Derek Stingley and Houston sort of ignoring, uh, you know, for for all the the turmoil that organization has been through with the Deshaun Watson you know situation and you know some of the allegations against against the ownership, like it's interesting to see them just decide we're going to take what look like the best players at two positions with our two first round picks, right? We're going to take Derek Stingley, SEC two productive SEC players too, because they take the the guard from A and M who played all over the offensive line for Jimbo Fisher yeah. in in the, in the Kenyon, middle of, in, Green. Yeah, in, the, in the middle of the first round it seems like they you know they come away with you know nothing flashy but two starters at cornerback and offensive line and maybe two guys that could be starters for quite some time and in the case of Stingley a guy that some people think has a ceiling to be a generational player, oh, right. a, a, you know, one, one of the really special guys at at that position <laughs> in the NFL. Wh- why
0: why did he just seem to be okay, just passable the last couple of years? Has he just been thinking about the NFL and
2: and not paying as much attention? Do you think I would worry a little bit about that? Do you think the drop off in talent around him hurt in twenty twenty and twenty twenty one? Sure, that it hurt. Was... Sure, it hurt, but shouldn't. You're right. I mean, I mean it's, should, should, should he have dropped off his well, you, you would did? think at corner that wouldn't hurt as much as maybe at some other places yeah. defensively because you're somewhat isolated. No, I mean I don't have an easy answer as to why he didn't continue in ascent because he was I mean, you think back to the end of the twenty nineteen season when he was finishing his true freshman mm-hmm. year, he was thought of as maybe the, the best, best yeah the best defensive player in in, the col- country. in college football. As a freshman, that's right. Yeah, at, at the end of his true freshman year. And then it was like, Well, how good is he gonna be over these next two years before the NFL gets him, turns out I don't want to say he was pedestrian, but he wasn't as good as he was as a true freshman. I don't know that. No, I don't know that he was. He wasn't the best defensive back
0: at LSU over the last couple of years. Sure, and the, he wasn't one of the best two defensive backs in the SEC
2: and, and, over the
0: last couple of years.
2: And then I mean, I think maybe that's still a vote of confidence in his ceiling and, a, oh, yes. and and remembering how good he was as a true freshman. Maybe if if circumstances. Well, changed. I mean,
0: to each his own. To uh, to teams. I mean, some you know I I can see where some teams would say. Well, I don't care how good he looked as a freshman. I want to know how good he was in his last games because that shows me more what he is now and how he's matured where somebody else could say, well, maybe he hasn't been motivated, maybe he hasn't been 100% healthy, but we've seen how good he can be a couple
2: of years ago. So, I mean, it just it all depends on, you know, what what your philosophy is as a franchise. Just one quarterback taken in the first round. It was Kenny Pickett who gets to uh, – he doesn't have to move. Yeah, you know, that, how that, about that? works out nicely for him that he gets to uh, stay in the, uh-huh. uh, in the city of Pittsburgh. He's going to take over uh, presumably with the Pittsburgh Steelers uh, after Ben Roethlisberger's retirement. That means Malik Willis from Liberty does not go in the first round. Uh, that means Matt Corral from Ole right. Miss does not go in the first round. Sam Howell from Howell, the UNC. The, right. Desmond Ritter from Cincinnati, mm-hmm. all still on the board uh, when the draft is Yeah, I think resumes. a lot
0: of quarterbacks are going to go here in mm-hmm. the second round. It was, it was receivers yep. in round one,
2: right? Six yeah, I, receivers. I like, and I rarely say this about the NFL draft, you know, and, and it's snap judgments, who knows, but I like what the Detroit Lions decided to do going and getting Jamison Williams when they saw that a run on mm-hmm. wide receivers was starting to happen. I imagine I mean you you never know. I mean especially I mean you get a sense that some receivers could be really special. Lately you you've seen some receivers excel in the SEC and that's been an indication uh, in, in you know the, those yellow the LSU receivers from 2019, uh, some of the Alabama receivers of late, they've also been very very good NFL players. I could see Jamison Williams being a very effective NFL player and on the turf in Detroit. Like, if they figure out the quarterback situation, I know it's Jared Goff now, Detroit might be one of those teams looking at the 2023 NFL draft and thinking, if we're not good this year, maybe one of those quarterbacks could be, could, could be the answer. Uh, but whoever it is is going to be throwing at Jamison Williams, and he could, he could be an impact player uh, on, on, on that team. Three three four three, two one thirteen, ninety We'd love your
0: thoughts on the uh, on round one of the draft. Uh, you know anything that you 'd like to talk about nFL wise you, you were asking me when I came in if i 'd seen the the chris lowe article i 'd forgotten who 'd written it, but I did see the front page of ESPN last night is a big story on on Brian Harson pretty much doubling down on what he had said and his uh, his stance on. He's planning on winning at Auburn. So, I, uh, uh, you know, we'd love to get folks' thoughts on that. Uh, we'd say we've got,
2: got a lot he of... Seems, he's, I would say to sum up the article, other than it's a lot of what we've seen football-wise, it's a lot of what we've seen and heard from Brian Harson throughout the spring. right? Like I think he's ta- he takes a lot of the same tone mm-hmm. when he's talking about his football team and... What he needs to do as a football coach, it's a lot of the same answers that we've it's similar answers that we've gotten this spring. I think yeah, from, I was from, gonna say
0: it's not similar no, to what no. we heard fall or last year. I think he feels he feels his team is in much in a much better place now maybe, maybe the, than than they were at any point last
2: year. Maybe the most newsworthy thing about the interview is is Harson still I mean, st- still somewhat uh you know, it's a it's a sensitive subject. You know, what, what happened earlier this year. I mean, he's mm-hmm. clearly still bothered by it, especially oh, yeah. And, and I think especially the uh, the notion that his family was unjustifiably attacked uh, in 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 whatever whatever transpired behind the scenes. We were talking about it a little bit before the show. Uh, that that to me is the thing that when you know when when the subject of unfounded rumor and innuendo that uh, you know harms the reputation of someone other than Brian Harson in the Harson family. You can tell that that really seemed to to strike you know that that team seemed to bother him because it's It's come up in several interviews.
0: Well, well, people keep asking that, and he will say personally it's not a it's not a problem, but it's different when you're speaking for for other folks oh. in the family who really you know don't have anything. Don't don't have anything to do with with the product that's going on the field. I mean, that, well, they do, but I mean, they're not responsible for it.
2: Oh, I'm not I'm not attacking Brian Harson for for clearly being bothered that you know may, maybe members of his family were were uh, you know were, were slandered you know on, on on the internet by anonymous people uh, because Brian Harson's football team what wasn't wasn't winning enough games. Like I, I'm not you know clear if that. If that I could understand why that would bother someone, if if that mm-hmm. if that happened to him, and it seems like you know that's that's the aspect of it. We were saying because I think it's you've you've noticed changes in Brian Harson in the last couple of months as far no, as his no approach. No and, question, and I wonder man. if how much of it came externally. You know how much of it was other people, uh, whether it was you know other people criticizing Brian Harson versus Brian Harson deciding for himself. I need to change these things for this to work.
0: Yeah, who, uh, well, who knows? Exactly. Who can say? It's it's hard, it's hard for me to imagine that Brian Harson didn't notice some of the things that were going on and and uh, and and thought to change some things. But it, on the other hand, uh, you you would you would hope that he has some people that uh, he he relies on that talks to that that could say, "Hey, uh, you know, perhaps you could take a different uh a different path,
2: and those first, you know, and, and I think it's uh, the twenty four seven article, so, sort of summarizing the the interview, also included uh, some some snippets from Feinbaum, who, who talked about, uh, you know, it's it's basically the, you know how important those first few games are for for Auburn in in twenty twenty two to sort of carry over the positive momentum of this offseason, mm-hmm. right? Because it does seem like if the opportunity is
0: there and it needs to be taken advantage yep. of. I mean, I believe Auburn is in, in a better position now than they were. But uh, but but nobody cares what I think if it doesn't show on the field. And that's that's the way it's gonna be for Brian oh, Arson as well. I mean things things can be moving in the right direction, but people
2: need to need to be able to see definitively That it is, and I wonder how patient folks will be too. Because I look at games like Penn State and Missouri early. Nobody's patient. Nobody's patient anymore. Exactly. Exactly. No, but I mean anywhere. And and if you and if you have a long track record, maybe you've earned a slightly longer leash. But but who knows? Maybe right. I mean, we've also seen examples where that doesn't matter. You you've, you've been around a while. That doesn't that doesn't save you. No, but I look at like if if Penn State or Missouri were to be a really disappointing loss then maybe a lot of the positivity of the offseason uh you know is you know that is, is challenged for the first time or is you know you know has to uh you know has to you know face some turbulence until then, right? It does seem like all systems are go. And if you can win those games, you know, if you can start the season overachieving or uh pulling off a you know a a quality performance on a big stage, you know, suddenly yeah, suddenly you start wondering. Well, what, what if, right? What, what can be if you if you get past those, you know, at, at least if you pass the first few tests, you know, what, what, what can happen from from that point on?
0: And you know, there, there are probably some tests before then, and that would be recruiting. I mean, if you can get a big commitment or two before the season starts, that that would be something that would uh, um, go a long way to 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 settling the fan base or, or having them.
2: You know, uh, want to pull even harder. Although those are related too, because Caldwell mentioned on Wednesday he he suspects based on the, just sort of the way things are trending right now for Auburn and recruiting. Don't be surprised if a lot of recruits are at the Penn State game. Oh yeah. Don't be surprised if a so, lot of recruits are at the oh, Missouri I, I game.
0: Even, I would say yeah, the majority are oh. going to want to wait and see, uh, and and there's and there's nothing that would lock players in just because you commit. But I think there are players that are getting closer to saying hey i'll go ahead and 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 uh uh commit to auburn and that they'd still have the opportunity to change their mind
2: for for an out of conference game against a big 10 team does does feel like that's a that's a real big one isn't it penn state coming at yeah. penn, penn state coming to auburn early yeah
0: yeah but uh Not and, too and important, it's funny it's, yeah. it's funny though it's funny i've I've talked to some people who act like man what a huge upset that would be because penn state is so much better and it's like how much better were they last year up there? I mean, Auburn doesn't have Bo. I know. Uh, Penn
2: State doesn't have quite a few players. Uh, I saw Dotson in the first round. I saw. Didn't Penn State have a couple of first rounders last night? Penn State had a uh, the receiver who had ten catches against Auburn. Uh, Dodson.
0: Yes, yeah, what I said
2: uh, went went to the uh, is is the new number one re- or no, a new receiver for the Washington Commanders. Right.
0: So it's uh you know it's it's not as though he uh, um. Uh, that
2: they have everybody coming when, back, and Auburn has nothing, and when, Auburn was, you know, embarrassed up there last year. When Washington took uh, Dotson uh, in the, in the middle of the first round uh, last night, uh, they they showed a montage of of his his senior year or his final year at. They show all, all the Auburn State. catches. There were several, About half of them, several of of the because he had the he had the touchdown in the corner, right? Uh, and, and he also had the one of the one of the better catches any Auburn opponent made last season is the. The catch where Dodson 's going over the middle, and it looks like the ball overthrows him, but it, it looks like the ball 's over like way over his head, but he somehow jumps up, like tips it with one hand, catches it with the other, and, and it was a, a pretty big moment in that game. Auburn still led, so yeah he, he was uh, he was in fact the first round pick last night. Auburn faced one of several receivers that, that went mm-hmm. in the first round last night that that faced Auburn at some point in their career. yeah he was the only first round pick for Penn State last night, but
0: I mean still uh, it 's funny how the perception is. What a huge upset it would be uh, for, for Auburn to, to upset Penn State when they, they, were, they were that close to doing it last year up there on the whiteout. 334-321-1390. Hey, we'd love to hear from you. A lot of baseball to talk about as well. We'll do that and more. Come on in and join us here on the Friday Drive.
1: Let's get back to the drive. The Drive with Bill Cameron and Dan Peck on ESPN 1067 and online at ESPNAU.com and on Fox Sports Central Alabama at 98.3 FM in Birmingham and Silicaga. To be a part of The Drive, call 334-321-1390, toll free at 888-382-7502 or email The Drive at ESPNAU.com.
0: Welcome back into the Friday Drive. Bill and Dan with Drew at the Controls here in the Wild Business Studio. And uh, you can chime in as well, 334-321-1390. Anything you want to talk about sports-wise, we will uh, be getting some updates, we understand, from uh, from Scott Bagwell, who uh, uh, will be handling, let's see, we've got Auburn Prattful Baseball today in the uh, state playoffs. So that will be going on on
2: W. Lee but we'll uh, we'll keep you updated as best we can. Auburn University baseball will be on SEC Network tonight. That's at Auburn six o'clock Auburn right and after Tennessee, the show. Auburn and Tennessee from Knoxville. Auburn taking on the number one team in the nation for a big series this weekend on the diamond. Yeah the uh, uh, the the Vols just
0: having an, an unbelievable season. Thirty at the, what are they thirty seven and three I believe uh, or thirty maybe it's just thirty one and three but they're seventeen and one
2: in conference. And uh, just well, they've won the they won their tenth straight midweek game uh, early, earlier uh, earlier this week. Well, they the thing is they've lost more games out of conference than they have in conference. Seventeen and one. I mean, it's <laughs> that that, that yeah. is ridiculous. Um, Pounding teams too, right? They not, are not not winning seventeen. No,
0: no, they're they're not squeaking by. And you're going, oh man, what a lucky team! No, they they have been
2: dominating. They're not small balling. The they're not small balling teams. to nothing, right? Like they're they're beating teams. No. They're beating teams with power, and also not just power in the in the batter's box, right? Power on the mound. Well, yeah. How about the numbers for their for
0: the Tennessee rotation? All right, Auburn goes with Hayden Mullins tonight. He was really pitched well, the junior lefty, two and one with a three fifty five. Uh, Chase Burns opens up for the Vols tonight, seven and one. So I mean that is sort of a a downside. He has the worst ERA and the only loss among their weekend starters, but he's seven and one with a 2.12 ERA, the worst ERA among their starters. Because Saturday, uh, tomorrow it'll be sophomore right-hander Blake T- uh, Blade Tidwell. Who is one and zero with a one fifty nine, and then they close it out. What a matchup on Sunday, Auburn. By the way, going with Trace Bright as they normally Blade, do on game two. Is Blade short for something, or is your name just Blade? His name is Blade. And, okay, all right. His name is Blade. They knew he was going to be something special. No, Drew. When when <laughs> not when, short for Switchblade. <laughs> uh, uh, let's see the Sunday matchup though. Auburn goes with Joseph Gonzalez, who's been phenomenal, six and zero with a one seventy one. Kentucky, Tennessee, best, counters. best pitcher
2: in the league maybe since he came back. Right, the last couple, last couple of weeks. I mean, among among the yeah. best pitchers in the SEC. Yeah. Uh, well, Tennessee
0: counters with true freshman Drew Beam, eight and zero with a one eight six. So, I mean, your two starters are fourteen and zero with a combined one seven five ERA a, on
2: a Sunday. On a Sunday, right, game. not 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 the Friday matchup. Sunday is usually. Oh, have you got anything left? Who's who's left? Who's left in the rotation? Yeah, the, looking
0: around the league, I see one, two, three, four, five, six of the uh, six of the fourteen SEC teams are TBA on Sunday. And Auburn and Tennessee go with a couple of guys that are unbeaten with ERAs under two, and
2: maybe won't be number three starters when the when the postseason rolls around. Although Tennessee's got pretty good options. With with, with 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 one and two, and Auburn, uh, you know, cons- consistently giving chances. I mean, I, I think you you could see a, you know how how big would a quality start from from Trace be, be this weekend for? for, for oh, this it team. would be
0: phenomenal. It'd be phenomenal. I mean, uh, just I mean, the thing is holding Tennessee down would would be would be something um, very impressive. I mean we'll see. 6 o'clock again tonight. Auburn and Tennessee game 1 of the weekend series. You got to study the tape the of the the,
2: the the one conference loss. Right study- Alabama beat them in the first game of their, that's right. of their series. So they're on a 17 game or no, the, the, were they was that the first game of conference oh, play? No, no, no. No, I think so they, they, were, where, they were 6 6 or 9
0: and oh. That's right. When they played the Alabama series, and they lost that first game and Alabama led in game two, and there was a little bit of a scuffle, remember? That's right. Uh, in the second game, and since then, they've been back on a roll again.
2: Blade did well, by the way. One of two Tennessee players uh, currently projected to go in the first round of the Major League Baseball draft, according uh, to ESPN.com. Has he
0: been starting all along? Why does he only
2: have one win? Uh, I believe he's just now returning from a shoulder injury. Okay. That is right, that, that nice. is courtesy of ESPN's draft analyst, who does the the Kylie McDaniel. Uh, does their, uh, their, their draft preview? He's got Blade Tidwell as the number twenty four pick in the upcoming draft, and he's also got uh, outfielder Drew Gilbert as the number twenty six pick in the uh, in, in the draft. Uh, he's a five foot nine center fielder who was a uh, was a pitcher when he got to campus. Thought, thought uh, folks thought five nine.
0: You don't see many five nine pitchers. Folks
2: folks thought that that's where his ceiling was was higher though, as a, as a uh, huh. uh, more of a pitcher by scouts when he got to campus, according to uh, McDaniel. But has uh, has really hit the ball. And is uh, is now uh, considered a a possible first rounder.
0: Hey, Auburn's up to third in the SEC in batting. I think they're just a point back of Vandy. Tennessee's hitting over three hundred as a team. I think they're at three oh six. Vandy two ninety seven. Auburn two ninety six. Something along those lines. I don't have them right here in front of me, but uh, Auburn had really been swinging the bat well. And and you were talking. I would have loved to have heard the interview with Sonny. Uh, you think we might might be able to yeah, uh, run it again yeah maybe we'll I'd, lo- see, I'd love to hear absolutely. that if we get a chance sometime during the show because you had some really interesting comments about the uh, philosophy Butch Thompson's thoughts things like that so we we may do that uh, here in a little while
2: yeah Sonny so talks about you know sort of his familiarity with uh, with, with players in the lineup especially uh, you know his, uh, his 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 teammate who transferred with him. Uh, from uh, fr- from Sanford, you know, having having the two of them together, having uh, it, uh, yeah, having, having Brooks around is uh, is is great. They they talk about that a little bit. Yeah, we can we can try to uh, run the Sonny to share interview. If uh, you know, I, I don't don't see why not. I don't know if there's rules against uh, against uh, throwing the, uh, the, the the Tiger takes back. They home. haven't
0: they haven't they haven't played again. That's true. Yeah, let's then, let, so let's it do it. Shouldn't be anything outdated. It's good stuff. So yeah, I mean that that's by my request because I'd like to hear. that. I didn't get to hear <laughs> that. That was running while we were. Uh, Probably on our, the, yeah. on our way to the airport, because I had to remember what time it was. It was only 2 o'clock. Well, you did it in the 530, so that would have been 330
2: on Wednesday. and We would have been uh, about getting ready to board. We had Jason for the whole first hour, and Jason was great, as always. And then, uh, yeah, sunny to share at 530. Yeah, maybe let's, uh, let's, let's rerun uh, Sunny.
0: Yeah, we can do that. Hey, we'd love to hear from you, though. Anything on your mind, sports-wise, your calls come first on the Friday Drive.
1: on The Drive. (laughs) The Drive with Bill Cameron and Dan Peck on ESPN 1067 and online at ESPNAU.com and on Fox Sports Central Alabama at 98.3 FM in Birmingham and Silicaga. To be a part of The Drive, call 334-321-1390 toll free at 888-382-7502 or email us at thedrive at ESPNAU.com
0: Welcome back into the drive here on this Friday afternoon, Bill and Dan here in the Wild wow Business Studio. Got Drew at the controls, and uh, you know, trying to just uh, sort of keep up, see if there is any impending news or what's the latest from some of the uh, transfer portal. Well, um, seen a couple of reports where Janai Broom, the uh, the Moorhead State uh, center, is going to make his announcement tomorrow between Auburn and Florida. And Dan, you were just noticing some news about a former Florida
2: big. Well, not to put our detective hats on, Bill, but this is one where so Florida landed a player named Jalen Reed uh, earlier in this recruiting cycle. He's a uh six six uh, foot ten, uh, two hundred twenty pound prospect from Castaic, California, the number seventy five overall player in the twenty twenty two recruiting class. Uh, he, signed, wow. he He signed with Florida. Uh, Th- this would have been. Well, I, I guess he signed with Florida before the coaching change, maybe, uh, or or did he? I don't
0: know when he signed with Florida. I because but he. I, I would think that the NCAA would uh, would would not be crazy about someone who's just signed like. A couple I'm of weeks pretty ago. sure he
2: signed with Florida's former coaching staff. I don't know if he signed with the new one, Mike but he. White. Uh, right. So yeah. yeah. So he. Uh, but but he reopened his recruitment on April 18th, and. Uh, he decided last night uh, to go with LSU. LSU
0: get somebody. That's Good. right,
2: Matt Matt McMahon able to land Jalen Reed. And the reason I bring this up is because I I wonder, you know, if there's any connection between the six ten forward that could have gone to Florida, choosing to go elsewhere, and Janai Broom, uh, a player who uh, would would also be looking for some minutes there in the post, uh, considering Florida. Uh, this weekend uh, from Moorhead State, I wonder if if maybe part of the reason uh, Jalen Reed uh, is leaving or uh, you know decided to leave well, was Florida's you know, was related to Florida's interest. Surely in the there's going
0: to be a lot less competition at LSU because I mean Castleton's back at Florida as well.
2: That's right. For, oh, for, for for Jalen Reed. Like, you, yeah. you think there's, yeah. And, then that, and that's, that's without knowing what Jani Broom's going to exactly do. That's exactly right. I mean, right. If, I, mean I, I don't know if Jalen Reed has an inside track on what Jani Broom is going to think. I will, if Jani Broom picks Florida this weekend, I'll wonder if maybe part of the reason Jalen Reed decided not to go to Florida was because Jani Broom was coming in to take some of those minutes yeah. in, in the post.
0: Yeah, I wonder. Let's
2: see. And, broom visited flats about the time broom visited florida i just wonder you know i, I wonder if there's some right. connection there i mean so janai broom the moorhead state player uh yeah reports that he's going to make a decision soon and it's either auburn or florida so it's bruce pearl against uh, his former uh, assistant coach uh todd golden uh the uh, the new head coach of the gators and uh let's see i i, I see where
0: um broom's also from around there right he' tampa it? yeah he's yeah Tampa. Yeah, went catholic i believe um and uh, so, so we will see. That is the first, and it is it is a big piece that uh, that that will will fall one direction or the other tomorrow. Of course, Auburn um, would love to land Janai Broom and Julian Phillips in basketball. In football, Auburn definitely looking for receivers and Keith Niebuhr of Twenty Four Seven posting uh, about the time we came on the air that Auburn is. Uh, Definitely interested in another player, a wide receiver, who has just entered the portal, and that's a Texas sophomore receiver Calvante Dixon. Dixon, the 6-foot, 182-pounder.
2: Jalen Reed signed in November, by the way, yeah, so that's to, what to I was confirm thinking. what we so suspected. He did yeah. sign with
0: Mike White. So, I mean, it could have just been a situation where um, he was thinking about heading somewhere else when Mike White was no longer the Florida coach. Interesting that he didn't choose to go to Georgia. It, White, it is interesting that he White decided yeah, decided not to uh, to, to follow yeah. Mike White. That that is interesting. Um, but anyway, Calvante Dixon that I was just mentioning, a sophomore receiver from Texas, uh, doesn't have you know great career stats. Twelve total receptions in two years for 176 yards and a touchdown. Uh, but that is there's another receiver that appears Auburn is at least tracking. Uh, In the portal. And again, he's in the portal in plenty of time. All you have to be is in the portal by, I guess it's before Sunday or is it uh, before midnight, Saturday night, tomorrow night, I would guess. Because it said by May first,
2: I you know I, I would during the day May. 1st? I would you know I'd be pretty nervous if you're not in the portal by end of business today, right? Because yeah, that because paid, you know,
0: because the thing we've seen in the past is schools have up to seven days. Yeah,
2: I to announce that you're in the portal. I'd have probably I'd have probably tried to get that done by lunch before.
0: before yeah, everything was done today. How about the end of business Friday, lunchtime today would have been a uh, pretty yeah. you know b- well, pretty that's, solid. I think that's about when Calvante Dixon
2: went in. Pretty solid deadline today to get into the portal. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, just. It says May
0: 1st deadline, 334-321-1390. 3, 3, 3, 1, Let's get to
2: the Kia of Auburn hotline, and Slack is up first. Hey, Slack. How you doing, Slack? What's up, guys? Do, doing all right. Great to hear from you. Uh,
4: looking at your draft last night. <clears throat> I, mean, I ask uh, your guys and the rest of the Auburn fans out there. You know, for years I used to always listen to people talking about Auburn players not getting developed. Uh, when's it when's it going to ever end? As far as seeing guys get called on the first day at Auburn.
0: Well, I mean, you expect them. You, you expect the guys that were here last year to have been developed enough to be first round draft picks in one year.
4: Well, I'm not even talking about those guys. What about the from the previous staff? We didn't have any guys.
0: No, and and that and that was that. I mean, there's a reason that people talked about I mean, that. we slack. can't just
4: blame it on Horson. You know what I'm saying? I mean,
0: oh no, no, no! no I'm not there. at all. I'm saying I, I'm, I'm thinking. Yes, people should 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 ease up there and uh, yeah. and and look and look back because yeah, there's yeah. a reason. There's a reason. There's been a lot of talk about not developing players.
4: Yeah, I mean, and it's not like we're not signing four and three, four, five. It doesn't matter if you're one star or five star. You're not getting developed. You're just not getting developed.
0: Well, I mean Auburn is consistently I mean Auburn's consistently been a top 10 to 15 recruiting. Exactly, school. in recruiting. Um uh, are it. they are they recently are, are they a top t- are they anywhere near a top 10 producing NFL team? No. No. I don't think.
4: I mean, what what's, what's it going to take is it going to take people that's uh behind Everything else to keep them out of the way, but that that won't never happen.
2: Well, what, you know what
4: until until that ever stops. When's it gonna ever stop?
2: One thing that it's probably going to take that that ultimately I think you know didn't it wasn't happening enough with Gus Malzahn at the end of his tenure. Uh, it, it wasn't happening at the end with with Tommy Tuberville, and I think one of the things that concerned people. About the beginning of the Brian Harsin tenure, is that it wasn't happening here? Is that in those recruiting battles, you you need to win, you need to win competitions against the teams you consider your rivals on the field, right? Developing players that developing players that didn't have an offer from anywhere else in the SEC into effective NFL players uh, is, I mean, if if you can if you can do it, that's great. But it's really difficult to to hinge your ability to compete. On being able to do that more than everyone else in the league who, who who recruited more highly touted players, it's about winning those battles for for guys that you know are are, are sort of consensus SEC players. And Auburn landed who's the young man from Georgia? Bill uh, the the uh, Terrence Love the yeah. uh, the, the, mm-hmm. the the commitment that Auburn got. Uh, from from up the road in Georgia, that is a player with multiple real SEC offers, right? That's a guy that you know the superpowers think can play in the SEC. And for someone like that to choose Auburn, uh, you you need you need more of that if you're Brian Harson and you want to change the uh, the trend of how many Auburn players get taken in the first round. Yeah, yeah I, I agree. But you know, <laughs> easier it's said crazy. than done, though. I mean, it's easier. You know, there's oh, no magic yeah,
4: wand than to than say. But 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 in order to win those battles, you got to have some guys called on the first day of the draft. And it doesn't matter if you, are like I said, if you matter if you're a one star or you're five star. You know, we saw guys, uh, Ben Grubbs, prime example, was a two or three star kid coming out of high. Yeah,
0: State. two star, I believe he was.
4: He played he played multiple years in the NFL mm-hmm. because he got developed from the coaches. And you know, I, I guess until we can, I hope we have that staff now that we can develop these guys. But the question is, are we gonna give him time? And that's what I'm talking about—the guys behind the
0: scenes. Right. Well, see, that, that that's time. yeah, and that's what sort of—that's what we were talking about a while ago right. in the uh, right. article and you that, that you talked time, about at ESPN. Yeah.
4: starting All over again.
0: That's exactly again. right. There's some folks who don't and care. You know, yeah.
2: they just want they want their their guy in there. Some some they of the and
4: and that's and that's sad. You
2: know? it really is. It, you, you mentioned uh, you mentioned Ben Grubbs and some some of those guys from the the very end of the Tuberville era, beginning of the uh, the Chiswick era, who are still in the NFL or had very exactly. long, very long. Josh Bynes, I believe, yeah. is still on a roster, isn't he? In uh, still on a roster. in Baltimore, yeah. I mean, Josh Josh Bynes, who you know, in the NFL forever. Gerard Powers. Was in the NFL for a very long time. Like these weren't these weren't necessarily guys that people had tabbed as uh, as fifteen year NFL veterans when they were seniors in high school, right? But they and reason know, they
4: came and the reason they came to Auburn because we were putting guys in the league before them. Sure. And the reason we're not getting these kids now is because the names not getting called. Well, we're, Our, we're, Auburn is being labeled now. Yeah, it's a as it's a pretty to tough Auburn, circle. <laughs> You go to Auburn 9, you're going
0: to be a free agent when you go to the NFL. Well, uh, you it. know, that's, that's, hmm. it's, it's not as easy to say that now when there's a coaching change. Uh, because, yeah. I mean, oh, yeah. you know, players understand that, that it, that you've got to have a little bit of time. I don't know how much you get yeah. anymore, but, but yeah, that was right. something that was definitely being used against Auburn
2: over the last few years. And, and Slack, a point we've made, a point we've made before that I think is also, I mean, it's comparable to the way Bruce Pearl, Turned the tide, you know. At least initially, maybe you have to do it by mm-hmm. developing players that no one else thought were, were, were SEC starters, or very few schools in the SEC thought were potential starters. You have to guess right with the players like that that you bring in from the from the the big pool of uh, basketball players with group of five offers that maybe are borderline SEC players. You have to find the right ones and turn them into uh, Jared Harper and Bryce Brown and Anthony McLemore and, and really productive starters. And if you can do that, and if Brian Harson can do the football equivalent of that, then maybe that's how you get the football equivalent of Chuma Okiki and Isaac Okoro and Sharif Cooper and Jabari Smith to come play for you. And then you go from not having a presence in the first round to having a presence in the first round, and it changes everything in recruiting like it's changed everything in Auburn basketball. All right. Appreciate it, guys. Appreciate the call, like, Slack. Yeah, I mean, it
0: can be a vicious circle there where, um, you know, it's a self-fulfilling prophecy. You haven't put players in the league, so you can't get great players, but you can't get great players till you put players in the and,
2: league. And finding, finding Jared Harpers and Bryce Browns is easier said than done, too. Right. right. Finding guys that are a group of five, prospects, you know, maybe borderline SEC uh, recruits. And figuring out which one of them can, can turn into really, really productive starters in your system. is uh, I mean, that, that's, that's how you go from being, the, that's the difference between a good coach and a great one. 334-321-1390. Three, three,
0: three, one, that is the Kia of Auburn Hotline. We'll get to our final break of hour number one. Love for you to join in here on the Friday Drive.
1: The Drive continues. continues, continues. The Drive with Bill Cameron and Dan Peck on ESPN 1067. Online at ESPNAU.com. And on Fox Sports Central Alabama at 98.3 FM in Birmingham and Silicaga. To be a part of The Drive, call 334-321-1390. Toll free at 888-382-7502. Or email The Drive at ESPNAU.com.
0: Welcome back in. Final uh, segment of hour number one of The Drive. Bill, Dan, and Drew here in the WOW Business Studio. Yeah, we'll be keeping you updated on Auburn Prattville Baseball for high school playoff action. That game starting in about 10 minutes over on Sister Station W. Lee. Auburn, Tennessee, SEC Baseball in Knoxville tonight. Two of the hottest teams around. I mean, you know, we've talked so much about Tennessee. Auburn's won seven straight they're 10 and 5 in their last 15 SEC games. I mean, Auburn really played, you know, the only team that has played better than than Auburn since the opening weekend of the conference has been Tennessee. So I mean, it is a matchup of a couple of teams really playing good baseball coming up tonight. Meanwhile, speaking of baseball last night, uh, the return of Ronald Acuña, he uh, you know, he 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 wasn't prominent in the the Braves um you know, win last night, but he was back. I believe he's, he's going to get tonight off. But, I mean, that, that is just great news to be able to get him back much sooner than a lot of folks had expected.
2: Oh, certainly. He'll provide a spark for Atlanta. And, you know, we, we were uh, it's amazing how these things happen in baseball, right? Yesterday, just yesterday, we were talking about Adam Duvall Having not homered homered yet, last night. Yeah, gets a hold of one. Uh, Was it Dansby uh, hitting the ball a little bit last night too? I mean, so these these sorts of things happen. Hit
0: another one last night.
2: These sorts of things happen in baseball, and uh, yeah, there's
0: still a lot of complaining about the ball. The ball just uh, pitchers don't like it. They feel like the uh, the seams are a little lower, the the little tighter maybe, and uh, batters sure don't like it. They don't feel like the ball's carrying as
2: well this year. Oh no! I mean, I think that's that's a. Uh, it's interesting to think if maybe there's something you know a afoot been, at the at the you know administrative level. I don't know. Is the ball
0: slipperier or something? There have been so many more hit batsmen.
2: No, and we've seen this year. But well, yeah. Well, one thing one thing you have noticed is there are balls that were you know same launch angle, same exit velocity last mm-hmm. year, and they uh, and they weren't. Uh, you know they, they they would go for home They'll runs. Run out of gas. This year it's not happening. Now it is cold still in in some parts in of in in some, in some parts of the country, yeah. but uh, where, where they where they play outdoor baseball. But uh, there there may be something else going on too, and and uh, uh, we'll we'll see as the as the season goes on if the uh, if the ball livens up uh, from, uh, from 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 where it's been uh, at least to start the year. Yep. Um. So
0: so yeah. I mean, baseball is funded. The 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 big. I guess the big news today. The Trevor Bauer. Situation. Hopefully, uh, you don't have Trevor Bauer on your on your fantasy roster uh, because it's going to be a long time. Hope he's worth it for the next two years. A three hundred twenty four game suspension. Not even just suspended since we're not even one month through the season. Not just for the remainder of this year and next year. It's three hundred twenty four games effective now. So that means he won't be eligible until the end of April. In twenty
2: twenty four, yeah, I didn't know if it was effective now or effective at the beginning of this of this no, season. No, it
0: said effective. Okay. immediately, it said effective now. So I think he's out for April of twenty twenty four.
2: Right. So the uh, yeah under under the uh, uh, the sports uh, domestic violence uh, policy, the uh, b- baseball announcing that. Uh, earlier today, a Bauer will appeal, but yeah, it looks like he could miss a uh, uh even even more time uh with you're uh... still okay on the mound yeah i mean it's uh <laughs> there's uh, a you know and so it, you know, a lot of uh, lot of sort of emerging headlines in in Major League Baseball players returning. You know, w- waiting to see uh, w- what happens uh, this weekend. Some of the pitchers, you know, that are that are going. You know, are they gonna are they gonna start to uh, to turn things around? Uh, so yeah, I mean, still still early in the in the baseball season, but I mean, yeah, loaded loaded slate of uh, of games this weekend. Uh, Roger McCreary. You know, pivoting to the uh, the NFL draft, we're going uh, go to yeah, we're, we're have the second day tonight. Yeah, uh, we're we're going to have the second day, rounds two and three uh, on ESPN Radio, uh, following uh, ESPN Radio's coverage following the uh, the drive today. Roger McCreary expected to go at some point tonight. Mm-hmm. Could hear some familiar names uh, with uh, with different quarterbacks going as well. Uh, some of the guys that were expected to go in the first round or people thought could go in the first round still on the board, uh, including I think Tampa has the uh, has the first pick. Tonight, Tom Brady uh, is returning, but maybe Tampa would want to build a bridge to the next quarterback uh, after Tom Brady with this first pick. Eventually, uh, he won't come back. Exactly, and, may, and maybe <laughs> now is the time to draft somebody and develop him and have him ready to go uh, after, uh, Tom Brady's, uh, for, uh, after, after Tom Brady's career uh, is over. Uh, you've also got uh, George Pickens, a familiar name mm-hmm. that, that the, uh, the Georgia yeah, George receiver... George is
0: not done. George is not done. Uh, having players taken
2: no, and and George Pickens could be uh, could be selected, uh, you know, pr- pretty early in the uh, in in the second round tonight. Three three four three two one thirteen ninety. Again, we'll be
0: updating you on uh, on Auburn High baseball. We'll uh, uh, continue to preview Auburn University baseball, including uh, if we have an opportunity, we'll rerun the interview that uh, Dan had with Sonny Deshara. From Wednesday, we'll run that in hour number two, but we'd love for you to join in. Again, anything on your mind, sports wise, 334 321 1390. It's Bill, Dan, and Drew here in the Wow Business Studio on the Friday drive. What do you think Jani Broom's going to do? I think he's going to come to Auburn.
2: I think so too. I,
0: mean, I, I have a feeling. I'd, I'd... It's just, I mean, it's hard to bet against Bruce and company. Uh, they've been working on him for a while. And I mean, there were there was talk about that when Moorhead came into oh, town. Oh, sure. I mean, yeah, you, you had to wonder. Fall. Yeah,
2: you had to wonder if he if, if his interest was uh was peaked uh, with the uh, with the crowd uh, that was at Auburn Arena that night uh, cheer, cheering him on. I mean, my my antenna goes up a little bit when I see a, a Florida Post deciding to go play somewhere else, like wondering if, if something's up. Uh, but no, I I agree. If I had to offer a prediction, I think he, I also think he's coming to Auburn.
0: Love for you to join in. We're halfway done here on the Friday Drive. Stick with us.
1: W294AR Auburn. WGCC HD3 Waverly. Auburn Opelika's Sports Leader. ESPN 1067. A broadcast service of Auburn Network Incorporated. Live from Auburn, the sports capital of Alabama, this is The Drive. The Drive with Bill Cameron and Dan Peck on ESPN 1067 and online at ESPNAU.com and on Fox Sports Central Alabama at 98.3 FM in Birmingham and Sylacauga. To be a part of The Drive, call 334-321-1390, toll free at 888-382-7502 or email The Drive at ESPNAU.com.
0: Welcome into hour number two of the Friday Drive.
2: Bill, Dan, Drew at the controls here in the WOW Business Studio. That's right. You can get the speed you need with super fast business internet. Thanks to our friends at WOW. Visit switchtowow.com to to find out more. Hour number two of the Drive brought to you by the good folks at the Orthopedic Clinic,
0: East Alabama's go-to center for orthopedic care with locations in Auburn, and opelika on the web at orthoclinic.com we'd like for you to join us uh, and you can do so on the kia of auburn hotline kia of auburn where you're always number one and the number to get you through is
2: 334-321-1390 you can also text the show 334-564-1840 on the drive text box presented by southeastern industrial contractors anything you want to talk about sports wise we uh um, talked a little bit about
0: the first round of the NFL draft, no Auburn players, but no surprise there. Uh, Roger McCreary should go tonight because it's rounds two and three today before they wrap things up with the final
2: four rounds tomorrow. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, look, looking ahead to see. I don't know if there's another Auburn player today. Yeah, in the draft. I mean, I, I don't know if I, I would guarantee that there's another robin player getting drafted. Uh, no, I would guarantee it in the in the NFL draft. I mean, you look and, and maybe smoke. Uh, I mean, maybe Smoke Monday. I, I don't know. Um, feels like with Zacobe and Chandler, you know, it, it's it's uh, not maybe not going like to be the free agents. Yeah, if or or not in the NFL, you know, it could be could be a different football league first mm-hmm. uh, for those guys. Um, haven't heard very much about Tony Fair as a as an nfl draft uh prospect i mean it just seems like could could be roger mccreary and nobody else at least this year and yeah it's a matter of uh of finding out when roger mccreary is going to go
0: yep uh let's see we we uh talked a little bit about news from uh the transfer portal regarding auburn targets and a big one who has now made his uh or set his the timing for his announcement is Jani Broom, the um, the six ten post player from uh, Moorhead State, originally from Tampa, played I believe at Catholic High School in Tampa, and he is down to Auburn and Florida, so it'll be Bruce Pearl against his former assistant Todd Golden, who will get the six ten very talented big guy. Uh, Added to their roster, I believe he's going to make his announcement at two o'clock tomorrow.
2: Todd Golden is young and sharp, and familiar with the SEC, and he and he had some success at San Francisco before getting this job. I think in in this this season of new coaches in the SEC, this wave of changes that we've seen uh, in in the last few months in the SEC in men's basketball, Todd Golden maybe. A little bit under the radar, even. Although, it's not like there was a huge name uh, that, that came over to any of these schools. It's a lot of hungry,
0: mm-hmm.
2: uh, mid-major... A lot of young,
0: up-and-coming young guys.
2: Yeah, guys guys that maybe have their best basketball still ahead of them as coaches. And, uh, yeah, Todd, Todd Golden with a chance to, uh, to fire a shot across the bow. If he can beat out Auburn for uh, Janai Broom, it would be not only... A Big, uh, you know, a big acquisition in that it would be a victory over Bruce Pearl on the recruiting trail. But also, I mean, you start, you, you put Jani Broom and Colin Castleton in a front court. Yeah. You're, I mean, it's a good start, right? Well, I mean, then, that's. And Broom is definitely your four. Still pretty good, though.
0: Yeah, I mean, no you, you can you can figure out a way to make that. Yeah, Auburn, Auburn, had, Auburn had a 6'10'4 with a seven foot. Center this year. You find some right, outside.
2: Right. You find some outside shooting, and, you- and you're Florida. You would think uh, you could find some outside shooting. There's although,
0: a- I mean, I don't know that Castleton hasn't hasn't shown to be the better shooter, outside shooter of those two.
2: I, you know, I think you have uh, versatility. I think you could do a couple of different things with the uh, with the two of them, depending on you know how you wanted to uh, how you wanted to approach it. And then there's a uh, there's a guard. I'm blanking on his name right now. Uh, that signed with, I think he signed with Mississippi State, and then got let out of his recruitment. He's a he's a he's a big time guard prospect. Florida is after too. I was reading oh, about Todd okay. Golden at and, and who uh, and who hmm. Florida's after. So yeah, I mean it's a, uh, I mean that that's a that's a program that doesn't plan on being outside the NCAA tournament for uh, for, for very long. There in Gainesville,
0: no, they uh, that that's just not the way things are expected to be down there, uh, in in Gator Country.
2: Understandably, with the resources right. too, right? With the resources, and the way that place will get rocking when the uh, when the team is good. I mean, if the if the right coach is at the helm. I mean, Billy Donovan proved it, right? I know that was years ago, but if the right coach is at the helm in Florida, they can be as good as anyone. And they should be. I mean, that's, that's where, you know, that, that's, the, you know, that, that's the, the, the goal with Todd Golden. Remains to be seen if he can do it, but Jani Broome would be a step in the right direction if he can land him. 334-321-1390, 3, 3, 3, 1, that is the
0: Kia of Auburn Hotline. We'd love for you to join in. Anything on your mind sports-wise, uh, as we've uh, talked about, a big baseball weekend just getting underway over in Prattville, Auburn High School in Prattville, in the uh, 7A baseball playoffs. The Tigers, the uh, second seed from the uh, from the region are over there. And uh, the thing is, it could be what could be good, if they win here, the good news is, they can avoid a trip all the way to South Alabama because they'd then be most likely coming home to uh to play next weekend. But you wanna want to get off with a win. We'll try to keep you updated on that as we uh, move on through the final hour of the of the drive.
2: Ninety six three W. Lee, you want to follow that action live? Uh Scott Bagwell and Company with uh with with coverage of uh the uh the, the, the two baseball games tonight and then if necessary uh, one more tomorrow uh, to decide the first round between Auburn and Prattville in the high school baseball playoffs
0: that's right and then uh, uh the, the biggest matchup in the SEC this weekend is Auburn at Tennessee the Vols 17 and 1 in conference play Auburn is 11 and 7 and uh, has the third best record in the league and the uh, the the Tigers Right now are one of the hottest teams along with Tennessee. They won 7 straight games uh and 10 of their last 15 conference games. Tennessee the only team with a better mark than that since the first weekend of
2: conference play. Right, Auburn would love to get the first one on the board and uh and they'll get the chance tonight uh in Knoxville. That game's going to be on SEC Network uh in uh, in just about an hour. Uh that game is going to be uh, underway. Don't miss Auburn and Tennessee. Like you said, Bill, the uh, the big matchup in the conference this weekend in large part because the Tennessee Volunteers are seventeen and one in conference play and the number one team in the country. Uh, one of the things
0: uh, we, we we talked about late at the end of the show yesterday, and having gotten back into it today. And uh, yeah, wanted uh, to see if, if anybody had had time to uh, sort of digest some of the proposed changes that could be coming for uh, college football uh, for college sports, not just football. Uh, because a couple of the proposals from the trans, I believe it's the transformation committee of the NCAA, uh, is, is planning or proposing some really, really big changes to college sports and gonna leave a lot of the decisions up to individual conferences. This is going to, as we said yesterday, really separate the powers I mean the traditional powers the power 5 uh from from the rest of what has been well, division 1.
2: Well and and the, there's already such a discrepancy in the amount of revenue the conferences bring in, mm-hmm. right? I mean that sort of decides the budget and I I can understand the argument that maybe we shouldn't be writing the rule book to accommodate the the teams with the you know on on the lowest end. Right, with the smallest the, budgets when on, on the lowest end of the revenue spectrum. Right.
0: I mean, when teams have – if you have the resources to be able to fund a full roster of – a roster of full scholarship players, why should yep. you have partial scholarships?
2: And then I guess the question would be, well, then why stop at 85 in that situation? Why not let teams if – if we're going to make the argument for resources, why not let teams put as many players on scholarship as they want in that, uh, that situation? That may be coming, too. As, yeah, I mean, you know, there, there is a – I mean, if you're, if you're not going to limit the number of coaches – why are you going to limit the number of players? You know, And, and the thing we – so do you want to run through the do you want to run yeah. through the, pro, the proposals right. again
0: before we yeah, – Yeah, the proposals, we talked about this yesterday. This was um, Ross Dellinger on sportsillustrated.com wrote this uh, yesterday. Um, some of the proposals include – and again, I'll, I'll, let's go over the ones that are going to be up to the conference first. All right, the ones uh, – the proposed rule changes that would be determined by conferences would be one – Eliminating scholarship caps on sports that offer only partial scholarships. That is pretty much any sport other than football and basketball.
2: Right. Men, Men's and women's basketball are full scholarship right. sports. Is there another women's sport that's a full scholarship sport that uh, we don't... There are some that, that are... I'm not sure. The only sports I'm absolutely sure about as far as no and partials are, are football and basketball. Football, men's basketball, women's basketball. Right. I, I couldn't tell you another one for sure, but yeah, so maybe. And that means
0: every sport would be full, could be full scholarship. Uh, you know, baseball, of course, has for years gone with 11.7 scholarships, which is one third of your 35 man active roster. Now, schools
2: won't, like, I, I don't, I suspect a school won't put, a thousand players on scholarship' no, on I women's think tennis still, still going
0: well see that's the thing it doesn't affect scholarship limits the, the limits, so yeah. your scholarship limit is thirty five so you could have thirty five players on scholarship what that i wonder what what does that do to title nine though because one of the reasons that some sports were less is because football um you know you, you had to make up in other sports. Some
2: some of the scholarship I suspect, numbers. I suspect the rules will be written in a way that accommodates Title IX because it's the law, right? Like I would, yeah. I, would suspe- I would suspect the rules will still find a way, but you, but you can still tinker with things like partial scholarships and and allowing. I mean, some of that is some of that is is sort of an artificial way to hold hold budgets down, right? To keep you from well, spending too much on, elimin- all right, on scholarships el- el- and you know,
0: eliminating scholarship caps on sports that only offer partial scholarships. That means. You're not limited to 11.7. Yeah. That just means it could go to whatever you
2: your school can afford, or well, whatever the roster maybe, I would like guess. whatever I would how, guess however many be you can have on a roster, roster size. Yeah.
0: All right. The second proposal would be abolishing the limitation on the number of coaches per team. And one example was instead of having 25 analysts, just have 25 full time coaches added to your team.
2: The the thing we wondered about yesterday is you know if if, uh, in if you have an
0: 85 man well, roster. I I I can't imagine it. it the traffic could be a little difficult on the field if you've got thirty full-time
2: coaches, don't you think? Well, and I think the rules in professional sports are pretty loose as far as like limits on how many coaches you want to have as a team. I think if you want to have, you know, if you if you if you want to have, like, I think if you're an NBA team and you want to have ten or fifteen or twenty assistant coaches, coach like, per I player. Think, I think maybe there's a limit on how many you can have on the bench. Right. But, like, I think in, in practice and things like that, now I would imagine in college football there would be a limit on how many coaches you can have on the sideline, right, because you don't want it to look like uh, the Sgt. Pepper album cover or something there on the sidelines, you know, with, with, with every, single, you know, every, every single school employee. They're lined up and, you know, and, and, and mashed together. But, no, I, I – uh, oh, well, and the other thing in college sports, right, Bill, like how many you, – you couldn't, you couldn't have an unlimited number of coaches and let them all go recruit. Right, like that. I, I, I assume. I, would,
0: I wouldn't guess. I assume. That good.
2: That sure. That doesn't seem
0: fair. No. Um. And then. And then the third proposal. But if you're. Which,
2: but if you're simply talking about switching the title from analyst to coach, right? Because and being and there, less ambiguous, there have been
0: questions as to, well, is he doing any work on the field? And if so, is that a violation? It would be like, who cares? Yeah. No. Who cares? I've, you're if, paying him to coach. Uh, they can coach
2: in the film room or on the field. And you. And if you want to
0: say. You might limit the number that could be on the sideline exactly. during a game.
2: Exactly. You, you want to say you or can only the have the, 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 only this many can be active on game mm-hmm. day as coaches, but on practice, you know, in, in, throughout the week, uh, what's the difference, right, between a, between an assistant, an assistant analyst, and an assistant coach? And then the third would be uh, allowing direct payment
0: from schools to players, and and not limiting. That to the cost of attendance, right? Which is already doing I mean, that way. You know that could be a way. I, I wonder if that's if, if that is an attempt to try to control nil a little bit.
2: Maybe I, I don't know. I mean, I, I don't know if we're still not seeing any anything that resembles restrictions on what players can earn. Well, then,
0: then you definitely would be able to offer players when you're recruiting. Like here's what we're sure. paying our players.
2: Oh yeah, well, especially. I mean, it seems to me, if anything, it's a it's a move towards it's a move towards employee employer relationships. Oh, oh there's no the, question
0: about that. I don't see you can't. you, yeah. you could not say that they're not employees
2: see, yeah. if the university is paying them. Because right now, right now, you're getting cost of attendance money, right? I mean, and and they're getting scholarships. It's almost like right. the only thing. I mean, and and some folks would say that's of that's of uh, you know it, it's a it's a value to the point where you you can almost call it employer employee. Now, some people have made that. Legal argument, but now, yeah, now you've got a, uh, uh, yeah, if, if you, if you, you blur that line, yeah, it's just, it's, it's, uh, it, it mo- moves, moves it a step closer to professionalization.
0: First run in the Auburn Prattful game Ooh. goes to the Tigers, and they go to the second inning, leading Prattville one to nothing. It,
2: it seems to me, you know, with, with these rules at least, like we're, we're moving away from, I don't know, the, the my immediate takeaway yesterday was that the, the notion that there's an even playing field between all 130 no, not even close. Bowl subdivision teams, and I know that Division one's much larger than that when you get out of the teams that, the, when you include the teams that don't play uh, Division One bowl subdivision football. well let's just use the 130 or so that, that play uh, bowl subdivision football. Allegedly, they're all competing for the same national championship. But the resources of of those hundred and thirty teams are so different, and the revenue being brought in at the conference level is so different. Like I, I understand that you know, yeah, rules that rules that widen the gap s- seem unfair if your try if your goal is to let the the teams at the smaller end compete. If no, you're this, trying this, to... is,
0: this is about the haves yeah. knowing that they have and they're going to have more. Let's get, uh, before we get to our first break, let's get to the phone. the Kia of Auburn Hotline and Ed is up next. Hey Ed.
5: Hey, it's Dan there. Hey
2: Ed, good to hear from you.
5: Hey Dan, if I could, I'd, just, I'd rather just talk to you. I don't want to get in, into an argument today. Uh, I, I want to know I think that Brian Harson's doing a lot uh, as far as changing his uh, recruiting tactics and such, but we all know that A uh, and M and other schools they are buying teams. Do you think that Auburn, the people behind Auburn and, and the NIL thing, we all know that's kind of a joke and it kind of out—it's of, really out of hand right now but do you think that auburn the people behind auburn are going to put out the money to get the the players or do you think uh i I, I just wanted your opinion on that and i appreciate you taking my call and 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 bill i love you but i just i I don't have time to argue i love y'all
0: i didn't know we
2: always argued Appreciate the phone call, Ed. Yeah, great, okay. great to great to hear from you. I think I think we can I think we can all be civil and, and well, yeah. I think I it's mean, all I think everybody involved can uh, can can be civil about that. I can't, it's weird that I have to be the adult here. You I, know, right you, I
0: know you didn't do anything. I, I know really. you're right. I, I mean, what, what do you think? No, I, you didn't do anything wrong. I'm I I sort of wonder about that. I, I do wonder nah. if Auburn can um if 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 Auburn. Will, or the Auburn people fan base, will just blindly contribute money, expecting to get the best players? I mean, everybody wants to get the best players. Uh, I just don't know that that Auburn seems to be as quick to just buy in to to. Uh, to uh, with all due respect to, 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 the, know, to, to make the pot deeper to, to produce better players. With
2: with all due respect to the folks you know selling subscriptions and trying to trying to help you know trying to get normal people involved in the nil push and everything. It seems to me like it's going to take. I mean, it, it that any any decision any answer to the question that Ed had is going to be decided by people who make a lot of money. Like people who personally bring in mm-hmm. a lot of money are going to have to decide this this Ruiz character in Miami who is getting promotion for his companies by signing Miami transfers right. to eye popping uh, endorsement deals. You know, where's the Auburn equivalent of that? Who's going to decide they're going to be the company signing uh, the the new Auburn uh, basketball transfer to a to a to a rich endorsement deal? I don't know if it's going to be a collective or or a subscription service. Where if because I don't know how much of that's you know at the A and M level, I wonder how much of it's coming directly from certain individuals and other companies. You know, at other at other SEC programs. And let's also not forget, as Jason Caldwell pointed out. Yes, the NILs, uh, the NIL contracts are influencing some of recruiting. We suspect, uh, you know, in some cases a lot. But when you're sending players into the NFL draft at a at a high rate, that is just as powerful a recruiting message as a check up front because that's. That sets you up on life-changing money. But it's not like... But it's not money in your hand right now.
0: Well, but it's also not like the school that's sending the players to the NFL isn't already paying you about as much as you can get anywhere either. It's not as though, well, I have a choice of, do I go to the school that puts players in the league or do I go somewhere where I make money? Because you can go make a lot of money at the schools that are putting the most players in the NFL right now too. So once that's done has made it even more difficult for some other schools to try to catch up. All right, we'll get to our first break. Again, if we have an opportunity, we'll rerun the interview with Sonny DeShera in a little while here. But uh, we'd love for you to join in as we continue here on the Friday Drive.
1: Time to churn up some more yardage on the Drive. with Bill Cameron and Dan Peck on ESPN 1067 and online at ESPNAU.com and on Fox Sports Central Alabama at 98.3 FM in Birmingham and Sylacauga. To be a part of The Drive, call 334-321-1390 toll free at 888-382-7502 or email The Drive at ESPNAU.com
0: Welcome back into the drive. Twenty-three minutes after five o'clock here on this nice-looking Friday afternoon. Man, it has really been uh, some nice weather. Great weather for baseball. And Auburn High out to a good start, three nothing over Prattville. If they win the doubleheader, then they uh, move on to the next round and uh, most likely
2: hosting. Yeah, hopefully in the uh, what's you uh, got graduation next weekend uh, here in Auburn. This is the uh, this is the final weekend or this was the final weekend of classes finals. Next weekend, and then I guess Friday and Saturday commencement uh, next weekend. Hopefully, the weather uh, cooperates. But yeah, like you said, Bill, been pretty mild and uh, and, and quite nice uh, here at the uh, at the end of, uh, of of April in in the Auburn area. Yeah, so um, hopefully we'll, that holds up. Yeah. Eh, not likely. What was Vegas like? Hot. Uh, no, it wasn't too
0: bad. I mean, it was eighty. It was like eighty-two the first day or so. That it was ninety-three or so when we left.
2: Give, give it a month or two, right? Yeah. And that, that you know, the, uh, the the summertime in that city is no joke. But you'll... Uh, no, you're not kidding. Uh, but no, it, it was it was nice. Uh, so,
0: so we'll see. Draft. Speaking of Vegas, draft continues tonight with rounds two and three. And as we said, uh, hopefully Roger McCreary here's his name called today.
2: Yeah, wondering who the first quarterback will be of the uh, of the group that uh, didn't uh, make it. Uh, or didn't get selected in the first round. Uh, Kenny Pickett from Pittsburgh, the only quarterback taken in the first round, staying in the city of Pittsburgh, taken by the Steelers. Could be Matt Corral uh, from uh, from Ole Miss. Could be uh, Malik Willis from Liberty. You do start to wonder, now that he didn't go in the first round, Bill, you wonder if the knee injury in the bowl game hurt Matt Corral more than, uh, you know, folks try to downplay it, and I know that it's, I mean think you you can do incredible things that, with that knee injuries more than
0: the uh, than the supposed uh, well, the
2: wonderlick probably didn 't help scorer. either but yeah. i mean I know jameson williams uh went in the first round despite a, a pretty serious knee injury of his own, but yeah Matt corral's still on the board and uh, and the, then the the injury wasn 't the only risk. Uh, with Matt Corral as far as uh, switching his game uh, to an NFL level, but yeah, now he's uh, waiting to see where he's going to be uh, taken. Uh, Sam Howell, the UNC quarterback, Desmond Ritter from Cincinnati, and like we said, Malik Willis, who maybe maybe the most surprising player still on the board, considering a lot of the uh, a lot of the draft experts yeah. uh, thought Malik Willis would be a first round pick. Uh, last night, you know, Malik and and company certainly thought, uh, you know, that that they were going to be able to celebrate last night. Uh, yeah, I, I
0: told you. you know, yeah, saw saw the family and uh, and probably a lot of friends that were uh, coming through McCarran. Uh, as, as we were getting ready to fly out so, of vegas
2: so hopefully Malik doesn 't have to wait too long tonight but yeah it's, no, uh, he's no, uh, he's oh s- still still on the board uh, after uh, after the first round ends uh, last night with the uh, yeah with with just the one quarterback uh, Kenny Pickett going from pittsburgh
0: yeah so we'll we'll keep an eye on that as well um, let 's see what else any, anything else any other uh
2: yeah, the NBA playoffs uh, going oh, on. Yeah, so that's true. Three three rounds. Yeah, I just I just forget. So well, no, I mean, well, no, just, but it's the I'm first. It's, not, it's the first just, round. Just it doesn't count. NBA. I I understand. I know. I know. So, so I'm like, just not an NBA. So guy. Sunday, I think Sunday's game is going to be a big one. So so Sunday, you've got uh, game one of the Bucks and the Celtics. Uh, Bucks defending NBA champions. Celtics just had that really impressive series against the Brooklyn Nets. That's the noon game Sunday on ABC Game 1 in the in the Eastern Conference semifinals Milwaukee at Boston I think that could be a series mm-hmm. with the Greek freak against that Boston defense some really familiar players by the way if you're an SEC fan Grant Williams the uh, the former Tennessee Volunteer getting a lot of minutes up in Boston uh Robert Williams uh got injured but the uh the Texas A&M big man from a couple of years ago I believe was the guy who injured Bryce Brown on the uh on the on the dunk Oh, if you remember yeah. that the the big man that blocked yeah. the dice, the, the the Bryce Dunk attempt, uh, so he's he's also uh, defending the post uh, for the uh, for the Boston Celtics these days. They're a uh, uh, that's that's a sneaky good uh, that's a sneaky good team. That I mean the the defending champions against a Boston team that looks like they can hang with anybody in the NBA should be an interesting at least game one. Uh, and and I know that the home crowd in Boston will it'll make it it'll feel like a playoff game. Uh, with that, with that crowd, oh, yeah. uh, on uh, on Sunday at noon. We also, I believe, the other. So tonight you've got Memphis and Minnesota in Minnesota. That's Game Six. If Memphis wins, I believe Game One of Grizzlies Warriors will also be on Sunday. So you might get uh, John Morant versus Steph Curry. In the in the playoffs, that's if that's if the uh, if the if the Grizzlies were to win tonight, uh, you'd get Grizzlies Warriors starting on Sunday, and that would be the other game after Buck Celtics. I don't know. I think, I mean, even for an extremely casual NBA fan, I think there could be some intriguing storylines and some players, you know, between wanting to see John Morant against established superstars, wanting to see Giannis try to figure out this Boston defense. There, there, could be Luca advancing to the play, you know, to the second round for the first time. There, there should be a uh, be something to watch for uh, for, for NBA fans uh, certainly these next couple of days.
0: Looking good, things looking good for Auburn High School over in Prattville. They're up five nothing in the bottom of the second. Speaking of baseball, if we uh, have the opportunity, we'll rerun the Sonny Shara interview when we come back. As the Tigers getting ready to take on Tennessee. In about a half an hour, up in Knoxville. Stick with us here on the Friday Drive.
1: Now, more of The Drive. The Drive with bill cameron and dan peck on espn 1067 and online at espnau.com and on fox sports central alabama at 98.3 fm in birmingham and Silicaga to be a part of the drive call 334-321-1390 toll free at 888-382-7502 or email the drive at espnau.com
0: Welcome back into the drive. Final 25 minutes here on this Friday edition. Bill Dan drew at the controls here in the Wild Business Studio. And uh, while we've got a little bit, uh, again, we're following a lot of following uh, baseball with Auburn High going on uh, over on W. Lee, leading Prattville 5-0 in game one of their best of three 7A state playoff series. Meanwhile, Auburn University getting ready for a huge series up in Knoxville against the number one team in the country, the Tennessee Vols. Dan, you want to set this up, uh...
2: Um, well, it was our good buddy, uh, Sonny DeSharon, and, and wanna, wanna say thanks again to our folks at, uh, you know, our, our friends at the Auburn University Credit Union, uh, Finance with Family, uh, visit myaucu.com mm-hmm. uh, to, uh, to, to find out, dot org, dot org. myaucu.org, uh, to learn more about the Auburn University Credit Union. But yeah, uh, great to talk with Auburn power hitter Sonny DeSharon. Here's what he had to say, uh, when we got the chance to, uh, to, to, uh, reach him on Wednesday. We welcome in Auburn University first baseman, uh, Sonny DeShera. Sonny, thanks for uh, making some time for us, man. Great to talk to you again.
3: Yes, sir. Good to be back here.
2: Absolutely. Congratulations on an outstanding series this weekend. Auburn gets the sweep at home against south carolina uh the record improves uh to 11 and 7 in sec play and uh, and auburn uh closing in on uh feeling pretty good about a about a postseason berth. but uh but yeah great uh great series this weekend
3: yes sir that's really like uh incredible for us to get three games against them
2: yeah it's a it's a, it's a south it's oh go go ahead please I,
3: I was gonna say it's always good to you know, have a weekend where you don't have to lose any games, and you know we had a really good week last week. We went five and zero, and so we're really just starting to piece some things together more and more. And I uh, we, we guess we're eleven and seven in conference, and so we're obviously looking forward to winning some more and getting into the postseason.
2: And and it's it's so amazing in college baseball the significance of one game or two games at the end of the season because I mean if you go fifteen and fifteen again not not trying to not trying to put the cart before the horse here, Sunny, but I mean if you if if a team goes Fifteen and fifteen in conference play, they can feel very good about making the postseason. Maybe even, maybe even hosting postseason games in the SEC. But twelve and eight, twelve and eighteen, or, or even thirteen and seventeen, um, might not make the postseason at all. It's it's remarkable how uh, two or three games can can really matter uh, towards the end. So yeah, to be able to close out the sweep against a team like South Carolina, that could be really significant at the end of the season.
3: Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, coming from Sanford, we were in the Southern Conference. Uh, my freshman year, we were, you know, two games or three games, three wins away from being at large bid. Because usually, with the Southern Conference, you have to win your tournament. So, I mean, I, I know how precious the games can be. And. Just being able to get
2: that sweep was huge. Oh, I, I think you and, uh, and and Brooks maybe have a better perspective on players in the SEC because you're absolutely right. At the mid-major level, uh, the margin for error is even smaller because you could have a. I mean, oh, you yeah. might be you might be one of those teams that has a great regular season and the uh, and, and the postseason you know d- doesn't go your way. It's it's amazing how uh, yeah how how, how important uh, those games can be and and I wonder if that yeah I, w- I wonder if that experience has maybe made it. Uh, easier for you to transition uh to playing uh play, playing sec games you know in in high stakes atmospheres uh these last uh these last couple of weeks oh yeah absolutely
3: uh, i think we like we ended the regular season my freshman like 39 and 17 and you know at at that level it's you know when your conference tournament or you got a lot of work to do and so you know unfortunately we didn't win the tournament like we were regular season champions and all that and so it was just they, we called somebody about our RPI and RPI is what really matters about making the tournament. And so they said we were like two or three wins off from being able to be in that large bid. And so it's, it's definitely, it definitely gave me a good experience to know how, how important each and every game is.
2: Sure. And, and, and look, I'd, I'd love more, I'd love more mid-major representation in, uh, in, in the, in the, in the college, you know, in the college world series and in, in the postseason, but maybe we can wait until after. This year, right? Let's let let's let Auburn get in first, and then we can start letting in more uh, more mid major teams. Now, uh, so so hey, you know, speaking of which, I I'd like to know, Sonny, about um, uh, you know, the the importance of having uh, of having Brooks uh, here, here with you as well. You know, having a teammate uh, coming coming from Sanford, I wonder if that's made uh, the adjustment uh, to the uh, to the team. You know, m- you know, jo- joining joining Auburn easier, having a, a familiar face, and also you know, it's it's, I mean, at, at times he's right there next to you in the lineup too. Oh yeah, it
3: was definitely huge. I mean. He committed to Auburn a couple weeks before I did. And so as soon as I committed, I just, we just knew we were going to keep that chemistry going. And just, you know, the day we showed up on campus, guys understood that me and him were, you know, we're just going to be a bright light in the locker room, I guess you could say. Sure. And so, so just so, having, having him around definitely made everything more comfortable.
2: Was that, uh, did, did that influence the decision at all? Or was it just sort of a happy accident that you both end up, uh, you both, you both end up picking Auburn?
3: Uh, I mean, I guess, I mean, it kind of influenced the decision, but it was also a good accident, you know. It's always just fun to play with that guy for another year.
2: Sure, you, you guys—you guys weren't going to play together just anywhere, but it, but it's, you know, it works—it works out okay that it's uh, that it, that you both end oh, up yeah. uh, you both end up coming to Auburn and, and having the, uh, oh, yeah. the, the the season the season you had. And it was uh, was it it was Saturday's game where uh, where, where Brooks uh, bat, batting right behind you. Uh, that was that was a big part of, of Auburn scoring those eight runs. Oh yeah,
3: absolutely. I mean, it's always good because usually, I mean, we've been playing the past three years where he was in two holes I was hitting three holes. And now we got the roles reversed, and you know we're still we're still able to just hit each other in just like old times, and so that chemistry is always going to be there.
2: Is it? Um, does does the? I mean, it's, it's weird because I, does does the approach change depending on on how the guy behind you is producing? Do you feel like that's something where it 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 can affect um, how how you or or is it more that changes that that maybe changes how the pitcher pitches you rather than how you know what what you're trying to do at the plate?
3: Oh, I mean, it, I don't. For me it just I don't really think about it much. I just sure. I know I'm I got one objective. I'm trying to get to first base before the pitcher doesn't let me. And so I think that's Brooks's mentality too and just seeing that how we both like transitioned it over from one team to the next, you know, it's just kind of cool how it's still working out.
2: Talking with Auburn first baseman Sonny DeShera here on the Wednesday edition of The Drive, part of Tiger Takes, brought to you by Auburn University Credit Union. Finance with family. Visit myaucu.org to learn more. Before we preview uh, this weekend's series against a Tennessee team that's having a pretty special season of their own, Sonny, I'd, I'd be interested to know... Um, you know, I've I've heard different stories as far as what baseball players did, sort of growing up to uh, uh, to, to hone their skills. You know, when they weren't practicing or, or little tricks they had. Was there was there anything you did, uh, you know, as a you know before you got to the college level or even at the college level uh, to to work on your power hitting that that maybe is uh, a little bit unique or something not every not every hitter does. Uh,
3: well, I mean, I, I was a bigger kid growing up, and so that. That power was kind of always there, but sure. I mean, through through high school and before high school, I mean, it was a bunch of like just like weighted different types of like weighted training. You know, it was weighted bat, weighted balls, just lifting weights. I mean, I mean, I definitely got the gift of being a. Uh, I was, I mean, I've always been just a bigger guy in my grade, and so just having that gift definitely helps.
2: Uh, ab- no, absolutely, it, and it uh, it's paying off. It's 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 working out for you this season. So uh, so, so that, uh, that absolutely good to uh, good to hear. Talking with uh, with Sonny Desharon, we've got. I mean, it's, it's, a, it's a series this weekend that, I mean, before the season started, I mean, I think people knew there were some pretty good teams in the SEC, uh, but to see one team jump out to a 17-1 and start and, and some, of the, some of the numbers Tennessee's popping up, I mean, this, this is now a, yeah, it, feel, it feels like a really big series, one of the biggest series uh, of, of the year uh, for Auburn. I'd be interested to know, does, does the... Um, uh, has it has has the has the mood been any different, or has it has it felt like you've got a, a really big challenge coming up this weekend in Tennessee, or has the approach been uh, business as usual?
3: Yeah, we, it's definitely been business as usual for us. Uh, that's just kind of what Coach Thompson preaches on us. You know, no matter really who you're playing, you gotta. They got nine guys who come out and compete, and we got nine guys too. And so, it's just going to be really. It's, I mean, you know, the rest rest of four weeks of the season is going to be tough. Just so, being able to finish out, and so. It's just—it's always going to be a grind,
2: no matter who we're playing. We we were uh, we were talking with someone who watches a lot of uh, college baseball in in the previous hour, and he mentioned that. So so Tennessee, it's one of the unique things about this Tennessee team is that they are a a um, a, a somewhat flamboyant bunch for a baseball team. There's a lot of celebrating. There's a lot of uh, of, of uh, showmanship, and and uh, you know they're they're very demonstrative. They you know they're they they like to talk, and and that's. Uh, not, not something you always see uh, across uh, college baseball. Obviously, there are different approaches, and, and you see a, a somewhat different approach uh, here in Auburn. It's it's going to be something of a of a styles clash. And I am wondering, you know, when, when you see when you see teams that maybe are are having or, or you know in, in, in clearly enjoying themselves a little bit more, does that does that change? Uh, does that change anything to see a uh, uh, you know an, an opponent who's you know maybe uh, it, it's it's a, a different uh, philosophical approach to the game?
3: No, I completely understand what you're asking here, but I mean, no, not Coach Thompson even told us about that. I mean, we're gonna play like we play, and they're gonna play like they play. You know, so that's just how some teams roll. Like some teams, they, if they play well like that, you know, then they can continue to do that. But you know, if we play well, how we handle ourselves on the field, and that's what we're gonna continue to do as well. So I don't think it really changes much. Yeah, but I, I think oh, uh, go ahead. Some, like some some teams could get in trouble and you know buy into the you know how another team's playing and try to match that. And I and I think we got a pretty like tight woven core over here, so. We're just going to continue to stick to our, our style of play.
2: Yeah, I, I think that's a great answer, Sonny, because it's not, it's not necessarily about how Tennessee plays. It's how you choose to respond to, to how Tennessee exactly. plays, right? And it's some, some, teams exactly. that can, some teams that can get under their skin, and then that can lead to, I mean, you don't, know what, you don't know what's going on between the ears, but that can lead to unforced errors. That can lead to you know, m- maybe being overly emotional. And it's interesting to hear Coach Thompson sort of tell the team, yeah, it's just you know, pl- play your game regardless of what the opponent is doing and if they're doing anything uh, that maybe could throw you off absolutely absolutely yeah it's, it's, so that, that's going to be going to be a great series uh, this weekend really really looking forward to it. Uh, have you ever been in, in your in your travels have you ever been up to knoxville before uh no sir, I have not. This will be the first. Yeah, it was one. I mean, because because it's uh it's a it's a little bit different since you were a transfer from around the southeast who had seen uh, some some of these uh, some of these SEC stadiums uh, before in your uh, in in your travels. But no, this is going to be a, this is going to be a good one. And regardless of what the uh, of what the players are doing, I think you're gonna you're gonna see a pretty hostile atmosphere there in the uh, in the stands. That's a, That's a team having a special season, and uh, I think it's gonna it's gonna feel like big time baseball this week. And I, I hope you really get a chance to enjoy it. Oh yeah, absolutely. It's going to be fun. Yeah, re- really looking forward to it. And uh, and hey, one, one more thing, I, I have to ask about the pitching. I mean, th- that was that was outstanding this weekend to see the uh, to see the relievers. Uh, you know, uh, uh, u- utilized the way they were. I mean, three three saves for, uh, for 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 Blake, which was which was great. And I even heard there was a, there was a story about. I guess it was there was a meeting. Where the you, you guys were told that the relievers weren't going to be available, and then immediately after the meeting, they objected and said, "We're we're, we're good to go." Is that is that an accurate telling of events?
3: That is an accurate telling of events. Uh, Skipper and Berkhalter went up to coaches like, "Hey, we're throwing today, no matter what happens." They're like, you know, if the game's close, like we're coming in and we're going to shut it down. And they did just
1: that. As as a, they not having that one.
2: As a non-pitcher, does that does that get you going to see to see relievers? Uh, you know, voice, voice in their uh, voice in their readiness like that. Oh
3: yeah, we were all like because when Coach told us that we were like, yeah, okay. because like, we knew Skipper and Burkhardt we were gonna let that fly, so they uh we always we always got their backs, man. It's awesome to see that.
2: No, that, that's that's really cool. And and also have to mention uh, Joseph Gonzalez, who who's having this I mean, it, it is he he's been one of the best pitchers in the conference since coming back and the way he's doing it in a in a league full of guys who, who try to get close to triple digits and, and blow folks away, he's doing it with soft contact. He's doing it. With with accuracy and 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 finding his location and and I really I mean he's he, he's 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 really pitching well.
3: Oh yeah, man! His, Joseph's just his whole thing is just filling up that strike zone, and he's getting some weak contact. And I mean, it's awesome! Just, it's awesome just to play behind him.
2: That's right, so he's I, yeah. just gonna,
3: We just know he's gonna pound the zone the whole
2: game. Yeah, you don't get uh, you don't get bored, right? You know, a lot of strikeouts That's and a lot. Right. You know, who's, who's, uh, you know, you, you, don't, you don't catch yourself just watching the game. You're, you're gonna be, uh, you you're gonna be called upon to, uh, to, to, uh, to, to, go get the ball if, if you're, if you're playing behind Joseph Gonzalez. That's exactly right. Very, very cool. Well, hey, enjoy, uh, enjoy yourself this weekend again. Thanks for making some time for us, Sonny, and, and uh, tell everybody uh, if they want to follow you on social media where they can, uh, where where they can go.
3: Yes, sir. If you guys want to follow me on social media on Instagram and uh Twitter, it's just Sonny DeShera, no spaces.
2: Well say, hey Sonny, we really appreciate you making some time. It's uh, it's
0: Sonny DeShera, uh spending time with Dan a little earlier again. Tiger takes every week Wednesday at five thirty, proudly presented by Auburn University Credit Union. Finance with family, visit AUCU.org. Speaking of baseball, Auburn continuing to lead Prattville over in Prattville in the first game of the best of three 7A playoffs. And it's 5-1, that ball game in the bottom of the third. We'll get to our final break of the afternoon. Stick with us as we wind it down here on the Friday Drive. (laughs)
5: Let's
1: get back to the drive. The Drive with Bill Cameron and Dan Peck on ESPN 1067 and online at ESPNAU.com and on Fox Sports Central Alabama at 98.3 FM in Birmingham and Siliconga To be a part of The Drive, call 334-321-1390, toll free at 888-382-7502, or email The Drive at ESPNAU.com.
0: Welcome back into The Drive, final segment. Here on this uh, Friday afternoon, and uh, I think we, we just we we may have mentioned this a little earlier the Isaiah Wong uh, situation yesterday, where his 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 agent um, basically threatened that Isaiah would enter the transfer portal if he didn't receive um, a better nil deal. For being a prominent player on a Sweet 16 team. Now, today, uh, Isaiah Wong saying, oh, he's, he's staying there at Miami. We don't know if he ha- has gotten a sweet deal, but Dan, you were just telling me, uh, a, a, another story. Not quite the same, but I mean, it's, it's not a, uh, well, it is. I guess it is. Summer. Pretty similar. It's I mean, a different sport. It's so,
2: football. so it's a, a, defensive tackle from Arizona State. Jermaine Lowell, uh, has announced that he's uh, entering the transfer portal in advance of the May 1st deadline. Uh, would like to stay at Arizona State. Apparently in a meeting, uh, told, uh, his defensive line coach, Robert Rodriguez and, uh, and the uh, head of sports performance that he's very fond of his current setup at Arizona State and would like to continue working with them, but uh, he feels uh, somewhat obligated to evaluate his value in the transfer portal and on the NIL uh, marketplace. So he's going into the portal uh, to see uh, what other offers could be out there. Should he choose to pick a different college football program, he's keeping the he's keeping the uh, the door open. Or he likes he's hoping to keep the door open to maybe return to Arizona State, especially if he were to get a different offer. Uh, you know, from uh, from from folks affiliated uh, with Arizona State. Uh, with, with Arizona State's uh, you know, hopes for advancement. Uh, but yeah, he's he's apparently going to go out and and hear what other uh, what what other possibilities could be there if he it's, chose to play a different school for a different school in twenty twenty two. It just feels funny talking about things yeah. like this because I mean,
0: these would have been just you know two years ago. These are just blatant violations that you're begging for. Now it's like I guess you have to enter the transfer portal to find out what kinds of opportunities there could be at other places, don't you? I mean, I, 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 I guess you wouldn't be able to just. Or I guess you could. I mean, why would you have to be in the transfer portal? You seem like you could just check with buddies that you've got at different schools and go, "Hey." I mean, maybe you know, to what make you guys get
2: maybe to make sure there'd be an offer for you at the school. You know, maybe I you'd guess. want to be in the portal so you could actually talk with the coaching staff too. But you're right. But you're
0: not supposed to be talking to the coaching staff about well, not about NIL. That.
2: But you, but if you want to, you'd want to make sure there's a scholarship for you at the school, and you'd True. want to. Be talking, but I I understand. You know, maybe in part the part about being so brazen. I don't. Know, it's it's strange to see someone so honest about this. Is yeah. why. Hey, I love the, the school, but you know, this is a, I, I
0: need to get paid.
2: I mean, this is a significant player too, who uh, who announced uh, back in November he he planned on returning. Since then, there's been an exodus of Arizona State players into the portal. Fifteen scholarship players with eligibility remaining have left Arizona State uh, in the uh, in in since. <laughs> Since the, since the end of the season? There have been some problems there. Uh, the, entering yeah. entering 2021, Lowell did not play last year or suffered a triceps injury before the season missed the whole year. Entering 2021, Pro Football Focus said he was the nation's number two interior defensive lineman wow. after three years there as a starter. There ought to starter. be some
0: opportunities available
2: for the young man. There, there, could be, there could be a market for his services. In fact, uh, sources close to the situation tell uh, the uh, Arizona State 24-7 site uh, that he is expected uh, to garner offers in excess of uh, six figures uh, by, uh, by, by different NIL collectives and other uh, organizations uh, with, uh, with interests in college athletics. So uh, show
0: me the money. Th- these will not be the last stories we see of this type. Although, with a deadline of May 1st, you're, I wonder how many more players are going to jump into the portal here over the next 24 hours. We're down to our final minute. Want to update you Auburn High now up 8 to 1 over prattville Yellowhammer. And Yellowhammer, we've got about 30 seconds. Let's let's uh let's bring him up. Bye Yellowhammer. Up up Yellowhammer. Great stuff Yellowhammer. Yeah. <laughs> we had a little more time than well that. Well said. But yeah, so just keep an eye on that Going to be an interesting weekend. <laughs> uh, we'll, we'll find out what happens tomorrow with Janai Broom, the uh, big basketball player, Auburn baseball uh, in Tennessee. We'll talk about that and much more with Brian Matthews on Monday. But we're out of time. Good luck with finals. You know Good anybody ball, any, right. anybody finals getting ready for, uh, for finals on Monday? If you weren't fortunate enough to have them before the you know last.
2: Day if you're fall. leaving, if you're leaving town, you know because the semester's over. Be safe, safe travels. Right. Have a great summer if you are. And uh, hopefully you'll, you'll you know, find us when you come back. We'll
0: still be here to find you. Uh, but, but we're planning on being here Monday. That's going to wrap things up for the Friday edition of The Drive. Have a great weekend, everybody. We are out of here.